0: The psalmist wrote that a blessed man shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that will bring forth fruit. Guys, welcome to the Noteworthy Podcast. It's your host, Nathan French, and today we're going to be talking about creating an atmosphere of fruitfulness. In your life, do you want your friendships to be fruitful, your ministry to be fruitful, your life in general? Well, this episode is for you. Thanks for tuning in. It's going to be a great episode today. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad that you clicked play today. Thank you for stopping by. I'm excited because Noteworthy has a lot going on. Lots of exciting things for you amazing listeners. And uh, stay tuned over the next few weeks. We've got an exciting announcement that I can't wait to share with you later on the podcast. You know, atmosphere matters, The environment in which you spend time greatly impacts you. And sometimes in order for fruitfulness to come into fruition in your life, atmosphere is going to have to be very intentional to you. In Luke 8 and 5, Jesus says, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. Psalm 1 and 3 says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Now, if you're a note taker, grab your pen or pencil and and your notepad, because I feel like we're going to really get something out of this today. I'm excited to share this thought with you um, on the podcast because, wow, it's just been ministering to me in my personal devotion throughout this week. So the word fruitful literally means producing good results, beneficial, profitable. Um, And I think that everybody listening to this podcast Um, is probably somebody that wants fruitfulness in your life. Most of the time, podcast listeners is that demographic. You are the type of person that wants to learn and grow and bear fruit in your life. So the psalmist wrote that a blessed man shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that will bring forth fruit. Fruitfulness is not just determined by the tree itself fruitfulness is determined on the atmosphere of the soil in which that tree is planted. You see, for there to be a tree, first there had to be a seed. And for the seed to become fruitful, the atmosphere has to be right for that seed to grow. The soil had to be cultivated and treated because atmosphere matters. Look with me at David's definition of a blessed man that is like a tree, okay? We can find this in Psalm 1 and 1. It said, blessed is the man who, watch this, he he mentions three things, walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, okay, so he talks about walking, nor stands in the path of sinners, he talks about standing, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, he talks about sitting, Everything that defined fruitfulness was determined by the atmosphere in which he had been spending his time. Where you are walking determines your fruitfulness. The things you stand for determine fruitfulness. The tables you sit at and conversations that you have have a great impact and will determine what you eat and determine your fruitfulness. So I had an, an incredible opportunity last year to minister in North Dakota, and uh, it was my first time. It was my first time in North Dakota, 30 years old, which, by the way, I'm 31 now, just had a birthday. Thank you all for all the kind posts and messages that you sent me. But this was last year um, in North Dakota, and I noticed that when visiting North Dakota, that there were very few trees living in the south. This was uh, an unusual sight for me. We usually see trees all over the place. But North Dakota is different. It's mostly grasslands and open plains as far as the eye can see. And I found out that the mineral deposits in the soil make it very hard for trees to grow. I started talking to some of the amazing people there at the campgrounds. I said, why don't you guys have any trees? They started telling me. But as they told me that, I spent time around the campgrounds, was there for a week, and uh, my wife Rachel and I started noticing that there were some big trees right there at the campgrounds that provided shade for all the campers. And every once in a while when you looked out, You'd see maybe one random tree standing in a field. But at the campgrounds, there were many trees that shaded their campsite. And They told me something that really was interesting to me. They said, if you see a tree in North Dakota, chances are somebody planted it. Somebody said, there should be a tree there. And so, it was 30, 40 years ago that their elders actually planted these trees at their campsite we were enjoying the shade because the generation before us cultivated an atmosphere of fruitfulness an atmosphere of growth and i'm sitting here in my church right now i'm uh, i serve at apostolic tabernacle upci in jonesboro georgia and I just can't help but feel blessed at this moment right now, and and feel the Holy Ghost here in this moment, because I'm sitting in a church that is here, because my bishop, B.S. Cole, said, you know what, there should be a church there. <laughs> God, just follow with me for just a second. i am I'm not going to sneak a preach, I promise. But You know, everything that we're blessed with in in this generation, every church, somebody had to say, you know what, there should be a tree in that field. You know what, I think think there should be a tree there because the next generation is going to need this. In Luke 19 and 2, it talks about a guy named Zacchaeus. It says, now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was, but he could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today... I must stay at your house. Zacchaeus was able to see Jesus for the very first time because a tree was available. He climbed on a tree that he did not plant, and he benefited from somebody else's fruitfulness and faithfulness. Sometimes we are so blessed by the fruitfulness of others that we forget that God has also called us to plant our own trees and bear our own fruit in our lives. It was Deuteronomy 6 and 10 that says So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build. Watch here. Houses full of good things which you did not fill. Hewn out wells which you did not dig vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant, when you have eaten and are full, then beware, lest you forget the Lord brought you out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage. Our lives have been so blessed by the fruitfulness and faithfulness of those who have gone on before us, but we must remember to cultivate the atmosphere of fruitfulness in our own lives. The next Zacchaeus might never be able to see Jesus if I don't plant something right now. So I grew up in Indiana, and uh, in my backyard there was a small pond, and uh, I loved that pond. We would go fishing in that pond and uh, caught some good fish in there, actually. And across the pond was a farmer's cornfield. It's Indiana, and I don't know what it's like now, but back then they grew a lot of corn <laughs> and uh f- just fun little fact me and my brother Jonathan and Ryan used to hit golf balls across the pond into that field, and it's just a good fun memory, fun childhood memory and I remember looking into that big, empty field, watching the farmers plant seeds with their tractors, and every year around April or May, that field would change and Instead of an empty field, corn stalks would begin to grow taller than me. Farmers know that soil matters because the seed matters. (laughs) Okay, all right, I'm getting a little preachy. Oh my goodness. The soil matters because the seed matters. Not because of what it is right now. But because of what it will become. See, Jesus knew this. Can I share this revelation with you that I have been feeling in prayer this week? God doesn't give you a tree, He gives you a seed. God doesn't give you a fish, He gives you a net. God doesn't just give you a treasure without the field. If you want the treasure, you have to buy the field. Fruitfulness is determined by faithfulness. Look in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4, and I'm reading from the NIV version uh, for this specific scripture because I like the way it put it. It says, whoever watches the wind will not plant. <laughs> whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. So I like how it translates this. It's like, if you've got your head in the clouds and you're just always staring off into nothingness, you're not going to plant anything. You're just, you may be a dreamer, but there's no application behind your dream. Okay, so, uh, and it says, it goes on to say, as you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Watch this. Sow your seed in the morning. And at evening, let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. I just absolutely love this scripture, and I've never really honed in on it until this week, but... I know you're thinking, Nathan, you're talking about fruitfulness and, and bearing fruit in my life, but I'm scared and I don't know what's going to be successful. I'm trying to invest in other things. And my time is split between all these different passions. And I just don't know which one's going to be successful or which one's going to be my career. I I, I don't, I don't even know what the future looks like. Listen, listen, calm down. Okay. Take a breath. Just, Breathe in, breathe out, and listen to me for a minute. Don't let your hands be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, this or that, or whether they will both do equally well. This is what the Word of God says. Here's the three important words that you need to remember. Sow your seed. Sow your seed. You can't determine how it's going to spring up. You don't determine fruitfulness. You just keep obeying God. He said, sow your seed in the morning. And at evening, let your hands not be idle. Don't sit around doing nothing. Keep working. But stop worrying. Because you don't know. There might be multiple things spring up in your life that are equally well. And God can use them both. You know, I, I had this in my life. I'll just share this with you. I felt a call to preach on my life and a and a and a very strong call to music ministry in my life. And sometimes it's it's not even the devil, it's us. I don't think the devil tells us this. I think we tell ourselves this. Well, I can't do both, right? I can't I can't successfully do both because I've just, you know, you know, whatever. That listen. Where in the Word of God do we find this, right? I mean, where do we get this idea? Um, because the Bible says, sow your seed in the morning, and and you don't know whether or not both might do equally well. What I'm saying is, God can call you to do multiple things. And and I have the privilege and honor of getting to serve in in preaching ministry and music ministry, and I love them both. And God uses them both in unique ways, and I'm so privileged to get to be a part of both of those worlds. But you have your own callings and your own giftings that have nothing to do with me, and and you know what I'm talking about. And God wants to use them. Just sow your seed in the morning and say, God, whatever you make fruitful in my life, I'm going to pursue after that. Sometimes you just have to trust the doors that God opens and walk through them. So Jesus tells the disciples uh, a parable of the sower and the seed. And it starts off so simple. It's almost repetitive. And um, when I was I was listening to an interview the other day with my friend Landon Gore, and he, he drew attention to this. I believe it was on the Restorationist that he was talking about this. It says, a sower went out to sow his seed, and he sowed. Right? Now, I've never thought about this, but what an extremely repetitive statement. Sower went out to sow his seed, and he sowed. And some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on a rock. As soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell upon thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples felt a little confused. Well, Jesus, what are you talking about? You're speaking in parables. Well, they said, What does this mean? And Jesus began to explain the parable to his disciples in Luke 8 and 11 through verse 15. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no roots, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation they fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Now let's, let's try to break this down just a little bit because Jesus breaks it into four parts for us. Wasn't that kind of Jesus to break it down into a four-part youth series for you youth pastors? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, but first of all, he talked about the wayside, okay? Quick recap here. The wayside, these were the ones who hear, but the devil can take the word out of their hearts. Now, this one's kind of scary to me. Um, it's unfruitful soil. Okay, this type of soil will not produce fruit in your life. When you hear the word and you believe it, but the devil can just so easily come and take it out of your heart. That's the wayside. And it's so cool to me, because I've never thought about this, but to fall by the wayside, according to Jesus, means at one time you had the word, but you allowed the devil to take it out of your heart. That's what it means to fall by the wayside. But in part two, Jesus says the rock. Those were the ones who received the word. The Bible even says with joy. They received it with joy. They loved it. But they have no roots. The word is not rooted in their lives because they fall away every time they're tempted. Third, he talks about the thorns. Those who heard the word, but the seed is choked out. Okay, that, that seed, remember we talked about how the soil matters because the seed matters? Well, here's where we get this. The thorns are where they hear the word, but the seed is choked out. It can't grow. And here's why. Jesus said it was choked out with cares, riches, and pleasures of life bringing no fruit to maturity. When you let the cares of this life and, and riches and pleasures of this life become top priority in your life, you have choked out the seed of fruitfulness. My goodness. But then finally he brings it home and he talks about the good ground. This is the ground where fruitfulness can come into fruition. Those who heard the word with a noble and good heart, they keep it. That means nobody can take it away from them. And they bear fruit, watch, with patience. Fruitfulness is only cultivated in those who have patience. Patience is the key to fruitfulness in your life. There's, there's power. There's so much power in this parable because there's even power in this repetitive statement that Jesus made. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed. The Bible tells us that just because you possess the potential in your hand to be fruitful does not automatically mean that you have sown. So the Bible tells us that a sower went out to sow. Because just because you are a sower doesn't mean you are sowing. You have to cast the seed in the morning and let not your hands be idle. Just keep sowing. Galatians 6 and 7. I'm closing with this. Do not be deceived God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. What are you reaping in your life? Well, that will be determined by what you sow. Do you want to be fruitful? Well, it's time to to sow some love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, so that you can sow these things in your life you want to be fruitful, keep sowing. Sow that seed in the morning. Don't let your hands be idle in the evening. You want to be like a tree planted by rivers of living water? Just don't give up. Just keep cultivating an atmosphere of fruitfulness and prepare to reap the harvest. Let's pray together. Jesus, I thank you so much for these amazing listeners that have tuned in today. I pray that you would bless them. And go with them throughout their day to day. God, we want to cultivate an atmosphere of fruitfulness in our lives. God, would you help us to prepare the harvest? Would you help us, Lord, to plant what we need to plant right now so that the harvest can come when the season is ready? God, would you help us, Lord, to to plant some trees right now in the Spirit so that the next generation can can see you so that they have something to stand on so that they can see you for the very first time and God will be sure to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise in Jesus name amen guys I love you thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today I know that your life and your ministry is going to bear good fruit and I know that God has a great calling for you. Walk in that today, would you? Walk in that victory today. And if you're not seeing fruitfulness in your life, just start sowing this morning. Just start sowing today and you're going to reap a harvest. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. We'll see you next week. God bless.